What up, everybody? It's Nate with Streetwave, and welcome to another short series podcast. Today, um, I've got a special guest. Uh, crazy enough, we met at Easton's Pop Up. You were part of it um, just about a week ago. I want to introduce this dude, but I want I want I want Caleb yourself to introduce yourself, brother man. Uh, yes. About what you up to? Some know me as Caleb, but most know me as Weaver or Weave Poncho. Uh, man of man of many interests, I guess you could say. Um, I sell vintage clothing, I design and repurpose clothing. I'm also a musician, that's kind of where my roots are is with okay. music and then all the clothing and fashion stem from that. Word, what do you play? Uh, hip hop artist. Damn. Yeah. I'm a rapper, yeah. yeah. And um, what, where'd you, where, are you, where are you originally from? Uh, I grew up in Lawrence, Kansas. Okay, word. Pretty I much my whole life was yeah. in Lawrence and then the last handful of years I've been bouncing around some different locations. I was in California, I was in Guatemala for a little bit and now I currently live in Colorado Springs. Word. Oh, man, I love Colorado. Uh, we were out there last March. We took over, like, Denver for a little bit. Went to um, uh, a place that made edibles. Got to see how those were made. And then we hit up some, like, galleries and some um, shoeware places just to see what was popping in Denver. I didn't know, but the creative flow there was out of control. I love the creative people that we met. Um, how, was, um, how was it like growing up in Lawrence? Growing up in Lawrence was great. It's, it's definitely a diamond in the rough as far as Kansas is concerned. Uh, culturally, it's very rich. There's a lot of art, um, music, and even fashion to an extent. Um, I wouldn't say it's like a fashion hub, but there's there's fashionable people, sure. and it's a good mixture of like a kind of an old hippie culture with with it also being a college town and having like that youthful that youthful essence and more modern um, takes on everything. Right. Um, it's a cool clash. Um, two of my favorite stores there: Wildman and the Antique Mall. Yep. Just to see what was popping in there. Um, just love browsing around for something in Antique Mall just, just because there's like sometimes not a whole lot of things to do in Lawrence. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Other than just like walk around, go to shows at the Granada yeah. um, or, or the Bottleneck, you know? Um, so let's let's get into uh, Poncho's Corner Store. How did that all, how did that all get together? So Poncho's Corner Store started when I was living in LA. Uh, I was at the time just focusing on music and I was really wanting to just be creating all the time. and. Uh, I had just moved out there, didn't have a job, and really just needed something to like pay groceries, staying with some family, and I was like, I just need like grocery money, I, I just want to make music all day, and I've always thrifted for myself, and I guess I realized that I had an eye for it, so I just started going to thrift stores. At the time, I didn't even have, didn't even have my car out there, I was riding like a beach cruiser to the thrift store, I'd have like two big bags, like one on either side of the handlebars, like balance it out, and just started posting online. And, on different selling platforms and Instagram and kind of started flipping stuff that way. How did uh, how did you get tied in with Easton? How do you know Easton? I, Easton and I have a lot of mutual friends. Okay. We had never met in person until that pop-up actually okay, well. and just kind of had corresponded online. Uh, more recently, I, I've been selling vintage full-time for like a year and a half and then more recently I've gotten into making stuff. Um, I guess it's not it's as recent as I think because the first the first couple posts on Poncho's Corner Store we're like one of ones, yeah. uh, really simple, not sewn from scratch like what I'm doing now. But he just reached out about something that I had made, and I've been following and observing his work for years. And super talented guy. And yeah, for for his age, being 23, and I think 23, 
24 and learning like most of his skills uh, via YouTube yep. and then just putting it yeah. together. So that's where a lot of the connect was, was he complimented something that I had made and I was just stoked because I knew who he was. And I don't think, I don't know if he was aware of that, but uh, I told him that, I was like, yeah, dude, I was like, I've been looking at your stuff for years now and for you to say that it means a lot. And he asked how I knew how to sew and I'm just like, yeah, just self-taught. And so I think we connected over that. That's uh, fucking awesome. Yeah, because he knows the struggle and I know the struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. He's, and, and like sitting down with him and like digging that story out and finding out his background and everything was um, quite a quite a story, you know what I mean? And like just where he is right now. And, um, I'm a pleasure, like I feel a pleasure, like just a pleasure to have his genes soon. Like I put down my down payment that night of your when I first met you, mm-hmm. I was like, I need to put this down. I need a pair of these jeans that yeah. he's making. Like, they're fire. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Um, what is, um, what's your favorite piece, like, vintage piece that you have right now? My favorite vintage piece is actually probably the shirt that I'm wearing right now. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a little Kim Rap tee. It's uh, No Time. It was, I think it was the single from her debut album, so like 96. Yeah, so it's a double-sided little Kim Rap tee for all of you who can't see it. Uh, but I thrifted it myself and when I found it, I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to sell this right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, uh, most recently I found, I think, uh, yeah, Lakers championship tee out at the bins. And I was like, nah, this is, this is I'm going to hang on to this one for yep. quite a long time. It's special. It's, you know, we've got the single stitching going on. And then um, just the print being, you know, old. I mean, a nine, not a 96, but um, I think like a 99. So yeah. It's a good year. Good year for sure. Let's dive into your um, your other project. Uh, ancient youth yeah so ancient youth uh, I've actually had the idea and the name for a couple of years now and it's just started to materialize in the last few months Um, ancient youth is going to be like the home for all of the the design work that I'm doing Um, some of its collaborative some of its hand-sewn by me and right now I just started the first collection was called the Dreamweaver collection Um, I'm considering it kind of like an open collection if you will to where I'm going to be adding pieces to it um, periodically, just whenever I want. The whole concept of the collection was repurposing old bedding, so a lot of bed sheets and pillowcases, uh, taking those and then making them to wearable garments. Yeah, so, like the, the Ninja Turtles. Yep. That's interrupt, but no, like you're the, good, the, yeah. The, the, the Power Rangers, yep. um, the WWF, the, stone, uh, the shorts, the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that Stone Cold and the rock on them. So, yeah, all the sheets that, uh, that a lot of us 90s, 80s kids were had on our beds, you know, or on our pillows. Those are now wearable. Uh, so spring and summer with shorts. Right now I'm working on some, some pants and some oh, other products for fall and for winter, yeah. Damn. I might have to get some pants. Yeah, I got you. If you do something like similar to that, yep. for, um, for sure. Um, I'm definitely, all right, so no lie. You can see over here, I've got two tote bags with me. I am a tote guy. That's just what I have. I'm a tote. Um, that Thomas, the train one yeah out of control yeah so that that particular bag was made from an old comforter so uh the concept that i'm really trying to stick with with ancient youth is that the core of every piece is recycled Mm -hmm. um i'm not going out and buying new fabrics from the store even as far as hardware goes for for the bags that i've made most of that is recycled i'll find old bags and just take the pieces that i want and collect straps um zippers anything like that and then and then reuse it in the work that I'm doing. I think a lot of designers forget to use that practice. You know what I mean? Like they, they say they believe in recycling and um, reusing things, but I don't think they really do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, um, I mean, I applaud you for like you know digging, you know doing that. Cause like 
Um, there's a dude that we talked about actually that night that we met, Itai, mm-hmm. that does kind of similar things, but like high end. High end, yep. Um, I most recently saw him, he was doing like wild furniture as well. So I think that's like a new realm for him. Um, I think really when you, when you really sit down and think about designing, there's so much accessible to you. And I don't think people realize that. Yeah, as I started collecting the fabric for ancient youth and in particular for the Dreamweaver collection almost two years ago. I was just stockpiling it. Like I said, I've been selling vintage full time for a couple of, almost a couple of years now. So I've spent so much time at the thrift and I would just see cool stuff and wasn't gonna pass it up. So I started kind of hoarding it. And um, when I started making things, the, the people in the vintage community, all the friends and the homies started looking out and there were, some people were doing the same thing, but it doesn't hold a whole lot of value to them. It's, it's kind of hard to sell and they don't really have anything to do with it. So they would just start gifting it to me because they saw that I was doing something. So shout out to anybody that's ever given me uh, any materials. Definitely, because it's, it's crazy of how um, in the vintage realm when you have like the homies that they're like, oh man, I picked this up, you want to trade, you want to, you know, like do that. Yeah. Um, we, I had a, a very small group that I did that when I first got here and now it's like, I'm trying to do that with like businesses now. I'm like, well, how can I sell back? Arizona Trading Company, let's see how much I can get from them. Um, it seems that like they've tightened down on like what they actually take now, it seems. Yep. And like, I've stepped away from actually like selling things to them because it's just like, I think I'd rather like, you know, give it to people that really appreciate it. I agree. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I know where it's going. What's crazy though is that like, I know of a kid that bought the shirt that I had and then brought it or wore it, wore it into the cafe, and I was like, where'd you get this? <laughs> and she was like, I got this Arizona training and I was like, I wore that twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually uh, one of my favorite things about vintage. I mean, that's obviously the time frame from when you sold that to when he wore that, probably wasn't that long. But one of my favorite things about vintage and vintage pieces is the history um, in, in the item that you're wearing. You know, somebody else owned that at one point, or maybe more than one person, and they had, uh, potentially life-changing experiences and we're just life experiences in general it does not to be life-changing but you know there's energy that's already there and right right and I, and I think um it builds it keeps on building um i've seen shirts that i've i've really wanted and i've seen homies pick it up and then i'm just like damn i should have bought that but knowing that like they're gonna put it back into the the they're gonna bring it back to arizona trading company one way or another you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's all gonna come back around big circle just gotta be patient uh, what's next for you? What's next for me is uh, is more focus on design work, more focus on ancient youth. I'm going to continue to sell vintage. Um, I love vintage, and it's been really lucrative for me. It's, it's supported me. And, yeah, I'm definitely not going to stray away from that. But I want to focus more on, on the custom work. And a lot of it, I mean, I can't even say a lot of it. Each piece is one of a kind. Um, the nice thing about the way that I'm designing my clothes for ancient youth is that what I make is dictated upon what I find, you know, that, or that dictates, um, you know, what gets made. And so it's almost like if you were, uh, uh, you know, an artist of any other kind, like a painter or uh, an illustrator, and someone just brought you like different, um, different pieces of inspiration every day, like here's this, draw something, draw whatever your response is to this. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So it keeps it fresh, it keeps it new, and no, no two pieces are alike. Yeah. So right. whatever you end up buying, you're gonna be the only person on planet Earth. With See, that. and I'm so glad you said that. I feel that also on vintage. There's been pieces where I'm like, even my Laker piece that I admire right now, I'm like, there's no one that 
It's got this right now. Yep. It's a one-off. Are you little Kim? I haven't seen the little Kim. Yeah, I well, agree. Real, like real person, like so. I'm like, damn. Like it's it's like a one-off right there already. Yeah. And but with your pieces with Ancient Youth, though, I must say are like bomb ass. Those thank shorts you. are like clean as hell. Well, and I like even seeing them at the pop-up. Like I had to go up and be like, oh man, these are really like, yeah durable. So initially, um, the first handful of pairs I was hand sewing by myself, and uh, there was more demand than I had time to to make them on my own and uh, my oldest sister has lived in Guatemala for about five years now she used to work for and now still works with a women's co-op down there called Upavim and they have a fully functioning workshop they they design their own products and they also do work for for foreign clients so I've been there before I got to meet the women a couple years ago and I always knew I wanted to work with them so the when I did the drop for Dreamweaver that was all designed by me and then manufactured by them. So they're all like, um, how do they say, fair trade. It's like fair trade um, and it's just, it's supporting uh, a women's co-op in a, a pretty troubled area of Guatemala City. But they did great work and it was, it was really fun to collaborate with them. Um, my focus for Ancient Youth is the craftsmanship and the collaboration. You know, whether it be designing something in collaboration with somebody else or in this sense, me designing something that I've already been making and then getting it manufactured by, you know, artisans there. Wow. I, I want to, like, definitely research and dive into that a little more. I'm really intrigued because um, we have an all-females podcast that I started in November of last year, and they're, they're in season two, so I know, like, supporting women that, like, work hard and know and educate, like, there's a, there, you know, like, the big circle of that, mm-hmm. it's very important for me as well. Yeah, it was great. I My mom lives down there now, so I went... Uh, a couple months ago, I went for two weeks, um, brought everything, got to go to the workshop and meet and just kind of go over some of the things that I wanted to be done. We made some changes. They helped me make some changes and then uh, picked everything up a couple couple weeks later, flew back here and Damn. the first collection is done. Yeah. Yeah. What an experience. Um, is there any more traveling for the rest of the year for you? Yes. Um, I'm actually going to be back here in Kansas City in about four weeks. Okay, for uh, um, one of my friends owns a little skate company called Animal Manufacturing. They make wheels. They're gonna do a contest in Missouri and I'm gonna be one of the sponsors for that. Dope, yeah. awesome. Tough enough to come on and support yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoy uh, watching skateboarding. Um, my homie Dom, you met Dom, right? Uh, yeah, I know yeah. Dom. Okay. I've known Dom for years okay, through, through music. Yeah, yeah, um, He's my co-host for the show. Awesome. So he's been with Shoeway for quite a long time now and um, I admire his skateboarding, so I'm just like, bro, I'm just gonna go watch you. Like, I'll support you all day. Like, I'm just not getting on that thing. It's just <laughs> not for me. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. And with my age now, I'm like, I don't know if I really wanna like hurt myself that much. Yeah, you know I've been skating saying? for more than half my life at this point, but I'm more of a fan than ever. Like, I can go to a skate park and just sit there and be fascinated, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, um, there's one in, um, man, the name just, uh, this one on top of the hill. Pin Valley. Yes. Uh, it's just a great time just to like chill and just smoke yeah. and watch people. And skateboarding is, um, skate- skateboarding is amazing because I think people fail to realize how much it does to push culture, the culture forward. It, it, everything with, with music, with fashion. I, I mean, I'm biased because I skate, but I've heard other people say it as well that I feel like skaters set trends. And then it gets popular um, in the mainstream, if you yeah, will. Yeah. And then skaters set another trend, yeah. and then it gets popular, you know? Yeah. Always. Um, I see that through, like, 
um, like special issues for Supreme, mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Another skateboarding brand. So I'm yeah. like, damn, this for is sure. where it all began. And it, it blows my mind to see see companies and brands like Supreme or like even like Palace that have crossed over into like the uh, the hype and like this the streetwear world. And I'm not even sure if all the consumers, I know not all of them, yeah. know the history of the brands and really know that it started as a skate company. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I, I'm, I mean, speaking of that. Every brand that I've been like interested and intrigued by, I do a deep like immersion into their business and seeing where they're coming from. Just so when I speak of them and like of their line, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it just takes some pride for me. You know what I mean? Like it's interesting for me to learn more about um, why did they produce this? You know, who inspired them to produce it? Um, what colors they decided to you know to use for that drop? Yep. Um, it's all very intriguing to me. I really don't know why, but it just it gets me off. I'm just like I get a high off of it. That's that's the same the same kind of high that I get from vintage. Is a lot of the vintage game in, in selling is about research. I mean, whether you're just selling or just enjoying and collecting and buying for yourself, the research is a lot of it, and it's one of my favorite parts. I mean, I've always been intrigued by history, but just to to be able to shop it up with other people that have you know more knowledge in in certain fields. Um, and they can share that with you, and then you, maybe you can share something with them that you know more about. Uh, it's, it's endless, and I think that's one of my favorite things about it. And, and skating is the same way. You get into it, and you get, that, you get bit by that bug, and then you, you're like, whoa, like, this is a whole new world. I have a lot to learn, but not in, like a, not in a scary way. A lot to learn, and like, oh, sick. Like, let's, let's get yeah, started. This yeah, is going to be a journey, yeah, you know? Yeah, and it, it builds um, a family. Yeah, a squad for whatever, sure. Whatever you want, and to then call it. you know, people like you and I can talk about it for five minutes and, and connect, you know, so so deeply because we both have a, a deep appreciation for it, you know. Definitely, definitely, man. Um, what, what's been some of your inspirations getting into the ventures realm? I like, like I said, I've always thrifted for myself. Okay. Like I can't even recall the last time I bought something for myself that was like brand new, but I also just what am, a challenge. That's, I know, yeah, right? I really can't remember. Yeah. And I mean, aside from shoes, obviously, but as far as clothing goes, I haven't just like gone to a retail store and bought something in a very long time. And um, I want to take that challenge on. (laughs) That's cool as hell, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's possible if you, what's the word? Finesse. Yes. Finesse it right. I don't know. I mean, that's a great question because there's so many pieces of it that I love and I enjoy and one of them being the uniqueness of each item and I I try and make sure to tell people at pop-ups and at sales like in face-to-face interactions I try and tell people that you know this is priced the way it is because of how unique it is like if you buy this right now and you walk away I might never see that piece in person again whether it be that exact one or obviously just any other you know, print of that shirt or jacket, whatever it is, and some more than others. And it's the same, same goes for the customer. Like if you're looking at this piece and you really like it and you don't buy it today, you might never have a chance to buy it again, right. depending on what it is. And that's what killed me on that Jordan T you had. I was yeah. like, uh, <laughs> it was so clean. Also like, uh, the Simpson tease that you had, the Bart. Yeah. Amazing. So what I did on Grailed, I was like, all right, Bart sent somebody to find some old ones. Found some good, found some good pieces, but we'll see what happens. But thanks for the inspiration, man. I really appreciate <laughs> of it. Of course. Um, well, what's so we asked? Uh, we talked about this before we got on here. Um, what's some like tips you'd give someone that was looking for some vintage, like some good pieces? I would say that it's like anything nowadays. You you pay for your quality. Um, 
there's definitely there's definitely people that understand what they're looking at when they look at vintage and understand why something's priced the way it is and there's other people that don't um i would say buying from like reputable sellers or reputable shops like if you have a local um like buy sell trade vintage streetwear store which is obviously like a popular model now then i would go buy from them like for kansas city reset is easily yeah easily yeah. um my favorite shop here good people and they just they know what they're talking about they'll educate you if you want to be educated and uh yeah so reputable sellers and maybe even just a little bit of of digging into the background of things um because another example that i tell people is as far as the uniqueness of the items go is that if you want to be wearing something not everyone else is wearing, you're going to have to pay for that because you could go to Urban Outfitters right now and buy that shirt that you like and then, you know, go into class next week and there could be a kid in your class wearing that same shirt. Sure, yeah. Where if you buy something from me or from a, or another vintage seller or just a vintage item in general, you'd be hard pressed to see someone at this, like downtown while you're walking downtown wearing that same piece, you know? Right. That reminds me of, uh, I got a Mariah Carey piece from, from Reset. And I wore it to a, a get together, and this older lady came up and was like, "I was at that show. Did you go?" And I was like, um, "This is just vintage tea. <laughs> I've never had that happen." And then yeah. it happened the same, the next week, bro. I kid you not. Someone else came up to me and was like, "I was at that show in Atlanta." I was like, "Were you there?" I was like, <laughs> no, but it was cool. I thought that would never happen because the one. I mean. I think that's actually like a, a special thing that can happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if someone's like, damn, I, were, like, I was there. For sure. And like, that's why they're so sought after because, right? you know, somebody might have gone and saw that that uh, that Nirvana tour, that Van Halen tour, whatever it was, and there were certain shirts from that from that tour run, and they might have had one, and now they don't, and they're wanting one. It's like, you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. That's the other thing that I would say as far as tips for vintage goes is, you know, there's a ton of thrift stores out there, and anybody can, can go to them and shop. It's, it's definitely not, I wouldn't say it's hard, but it's also not easy to find really good vintage. So keep that in mind when you're buying from people is that's, that's factored into the prices. You're not just going to walk into a Goodwill and, and find that super high quality piece like first try, you know? So. Right, right, right. Um, I want to ask you another really important question. What does vintage mean to you? Vintage to me means... It's a, it's almost like in, it's almost like a nod to the past, you know, like the people of the past, um, what they were creating, what they were doing. And it all, it ties directly into ancient youth and the concept behind ancient youth being that for me personally, in my experience, like, I feel like we, we think about our ancestors and those who came before us as separate than us. I feel like we are our ancestors, you know, coming back and, and continuing to progress and to evolve. So it's almost, to me, I, I know this is deep, but to me, it's like connecting with, with ourselves, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yo, man, just that's deep uh, Yeah, yeah. And just appreciating what it was, um, what it was at the time that it was made, like what it meant then and, and what it can mean now. Yeah. And just just like you bring up the example of the, was it a Kenny Chesney shirt? And it started two conversations, you know? And I, I love that when you can wear something and somebody that might even, like someone that's generations older than you might stop you and you guys can have like a conversation and right. connect over that. So yeah. I think it helps span some of those, uh, some of those age gaps and, and even, even racial, political, all those things I feel like can be spanned in some way or another. Um, by just like a simple appreciation of, of this type of clothing, you know? 100%. And that's like, 
Um, what really draws me close to like getting like a Tupac tea, um, just something that like, you know, like I've studied him in the last like year and a half and like read a few books about him and his autobiography and like seeing like his tension and his mood swing from like what happened in New York when he got back to LA and it's just like, um, just just him alone and his legacy like I really want to get a piece. It's just it's like four hundred. 300 oh, yeah. that's you know, the range like, yeah yeah five maybe you know even more um depending on the you know the quality you know um so that's something that's like been really on my mind that i'm really searching for that's a piece that i'm like yeah damn i gotta find this yeah and and for me personally um i've always tried to to dress and to create things that are unique so it allows me to do that and i think it's great that it also allows that outlet for other people you know? Yeah, and like you said, it um, it from one generation to our generation, it makes a connecting point. Yeah, you know, and it someone makes... might freak out seeing you wear something that was like, you know, that was popping twenty, thirty years ago, yeah. and it blows their mind that it's popular again. They're like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> or even, or even, um, just just the the journey and the progression for for certain brands, you know, going from something that was like whack, something that you would have gotten roasted for in like fifth grade and now it's popping, like right. now it's popular. British Knights. For sure. Champion, you know, things Champion, like that. Right? It's crazy. Uh, starter. Yeah, you get to you get to it's almost like when you when you follow a musician through their career, you know, from album to album and you get to see them grow and progress and, and go through whatever it is that they're going through and you kinda take that journey with them. It's the same thing with brands, I feel like when you rock for a long time where you get to just look back, like for me um, like obviously we've been talking about skating, but also my dad's a soccer coach and so I does that for a living. So I grew up with soccer, soccer in my life yeah. and I remember seeing catalogs and on like professional jerseys like, you know, Umbro and particularly Umbro was like the big one. And I always thought it was such a cool brand and it like, when I got into vintage, it was so wild to me that it was like sought after. Right. People were like wanting to wear Umbro. And I was yeah. like, well, this is sick. And I've, what's crazy about that is um, I came, I pulled out a couple from the bins and then I found a, a USA Olympic Umbro jersey. It had a number on the back. That's the only bet. Like that was the only. Someone put a number on the back of the jersey. Uh, but I saw that the Yusuf from Reset. Oh, he, shout he out was, to Yusuf. Yeah, man. bro. He's um, sought after. You know the the long bill uh, brim hats. Yep. Um, and the soccer jerseys. That's his jam. Oh yeah. I was sure. just I was talking to Yusuf about soccer jerseys like a couple hours ago. <laughs> if you guys are in Kansas City, go check out Reset KC. Yeah, sure, Say what's yeah. up to Yusuf and Connor and the guys. Hell yeah. Um, how can we support you? So Instagram, it's uh, at Poncho's Corner Store. Poncho is P-A-N-C-H-O, not like the not like the garment poncho. And then at the Ancient Youth for all the custom stuff. Um, like I said, I'm working on like the fall and then winter collections right now. And uh, aside from the collections, I'm also just going to be posting one of one pieces because, like I said, the way that I make every every item is based upon what I find. So sometimes. I'll find something cool that day that I want to get started on and I'll, I'll make it that day and post it that day. And uh, also at theancientyouth.com, that's where you can shop uh, all the custom stuff. Awesome. Well, you heard that, listeners. Go check out um, Weaver over at that, um, at his Instagram. This is Nate with Street Wave, and we out.